For so many modern driven women, life is about being more than one thing. We're multidimensional and so are our conversations. We carry multiple identities. We can be both mother and artist, both attorney and entrepreneur, both clinician and CEO, both humble and proud. Life for women like us is about both, about all of the above. It's about the and. Our stories are the stories of so many of you. We wanted the freedom and flexibility to live life on our own terms, and we felt the pull to be more present to our families. But we still felt drawn to contribute, to build, and to create. And we wanted to establish financial security for ourselves and our children. For us, that looked like founding software companies and then a successful coaching and online course business. But for you, that may look different. Our mission is to help other women build and grow businesses on the internet. Starting up online can be overwhelming and isolating, but it doesn't need to be. We're here to share an insider's peek into the strategies and mental resilience it takes to create and run six and seven figure online businesses. As women entrepreneurs, only 2% of us will ever earn a million dollars. We've done it ourselves and we're on a mission to help you reach financial independence by chronicling our journey and sharing our proven playbook. Join us for honest conversations about what it really means to grow a business and build a life that aligns with your values and adds something meaningful to the world. I'm Sandy Connery. And I'm Jenny Barcelos. And you're listening to the And She Spoke podcast. Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the new podcasts that drop every single Tuesday. Welcome to the Angie Spoke Podcast. Today's episode is about Meta's brand new application, Threads. What we think about it, what we're going to do about it, whether we're going to use it. Stay tuned as we share our hot take on what is going on with Threads. What do you think, Yeah, so our timing is interesting, hey? We published a podcast that like we made a decision for these reasons to go off Instagram. And then I think like, Four days later, Instagram, Meta, comes out with their own version of Twitter, sort of behind the scenes of Instagram. It was interesting. So everybody's been asking, like, are you guys on threads? Are you guys on threads? Here it is. Here's our take. I mean, we've had so many messages. And I also think it's super weird that the timing played out like this. But but it's just like it helps us further reinforce our decision to me. So, Sandy, why don't you answer the $100 million question, which is, will we be hanging out in threads or not? We will not be hanging out on threads. 100%. (laughs) We're not going to be there. I think we've, I've grabbed my username. I know that Marvelous grabbed it too. I don't even think I did it for the Angie account, but I probably will, but I do not plan to participate. No, no. And okay. So me either. I think I think the whole thing is horrifying. And I will just say, first and foremost, my biggest problem with anything meta-related is like the lack of privacy and the extensive censorship related to the brand. I do still use Facebook for groups because, unfortunately, a lot of the groups that I want to participate in are on Facebook. And that's like a separate conversation that we can have about like all the different programs we're in and the communities we're in and why I are they still tweeted in that groups. exact point yesterday. It is a crying shame because I would love to close down all of my meta-related accounts um, as, as soon as possible. But there's no way that I'm going to go hang out in another place that is run by Mark Zuckerberg because I just, I have such a personal and political problem with the way he's chosen to run his company and what he stands for. And there are reasons why our software company Marvelous still has a presence. And so I'm not like above 
practicality, but just personally and what you and I do as coaches, we don't need to be on that platform. Mm -hmm. And so Mm-hmm. No, thank you. Well, do you, do you are you comfortable talking more about some of the concerns with privacy on Meta? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Cambridge Analytica what? was the first big strike for me, which we've also done podcasts about. I will say, you know, I've shared this with you. There have been no fewer than four occasions in the last month where personally conversations I was participating in and commenting on within the meta ecosystem just like kind of magically disappeared or were disappeared. And mostly what I'm participating in are Facebook groups either around like my local communities where I live or, you know, like marketplace or something, or they're they're in long COVID groups or natural healing communities. And I'm like talking about literally vitamins <laughs> with people and teas and things like that. And they just like the conversations just disappear. And I think that that's horrifying. And I, given that, again, I will say this again in case we have a new listener, but I'm like a human rights lawyer. I care deeply about like the Constitution of the United States and like human rights law internationally. I care about free speech. And this is a like, even though Meta is a private company, it is a public forum and it's de facto taxed as such. Like there are certain tax breaks in the US that Meta has because they serve in this like sort of like (laughs) capacity. And I just think it's bullshit, to be honest. Like I think it's bullshit that I'm in a conversation with someone about like a vitamin. And then the whole conversation is gone five minutes later where like there were 30 people having a productive conversation about something like that's not okay. So that's my personal like big hang up with the platform. And the other thing is like what we did the podcast about, which is that Instagram, which is where most kind of women in business that we know spend their time. I think it is keeping them small for those reasons. I want nothing to do with it. The day that it launched or whatever, I went in as my handle, Sandy Connery, just to see. And just because we had just left it and because we've been using more and more Twitter, I wanted to to see it. I wanted to like look at it. You have the option, as many of you probably know by now, that when you like open up the account, it's going to take the people that you're following into this new Threads account. So you're not really starting from zero, which is interesting because a lot of, you know, for any of us who are trying to build audiences, it's hard to start from zero. So that is a very tempting and, you know, seemingly really great thing just to like take your followers over there. But the first thing that happened to me was like, I just, I just like scrolled and I went, whoa, what's, wait a second. Am I on Instagram? I had to like back out of the app to look to see, was I on threads or I was on Instagram because I was still following all the same people. It just looked exactly the same. Like there was video and there was, you know, graphics. There were like more tweet like posts and stuff, but problem, like I know people have said this to us, like we are backing out of Instagram because of the time spent on design and making things look pretty. And like we just, the emphasis, as you just alluded to, is not on thought leadership, but like prettiness, like looking good. So great. But so you would think in theory that Threads is a place to, like if we take away all the things you said about meta and the privacy, it is a place that operates very much like Twitter and all the copycats. It's just like words. But there was nothing. It was just an empty wasteland. It was so like 
yeah, vapid, it empty, was just awful like awful wasteland of humanity. There was nothing of oh substance. God. It was exactly the problem on so Instagram, just a few less graphics. And so our point is, yes, we've chosen not to spend time marketing our business or talking about our, our thought leadership behind a blush-toned quote card, fake tweet or something. But then I would go over to Twitter and I know none of the platforms are going to be great. I know that like there's going to be good and bad for all the things and that's just true for everything in life. But I then saw this copywriter dude from Brazil write a little thread about copywriting and it was the best thing I've ever read on Twitter. And so the difference was that there was content, there was um, substance, there was learning. It was like a little mini copywriting course and he just did it for free. That just sort of solidified in my mind. And then I went back to threads again and I'm like, people aren't saying anything. They're not saying anything. And then I was looking at like someone like Rich Rule, who we followed for years. He's got some, you know, posts on threads. What are you doing? Are you just like reposting what you have on Instagram on threads? And he's not. He's got new content on threads. So now you've just like doubled your work to the same audience. Like It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just going to talk about a couple of go, things. Go, Jenny, go. Part of the reason – I also peeked into threads. I think I grabbed one of our – I might have grabbed the Marvel's handle and that's how I went in there. I don't remember. I peeked in there and it was exactly as you described, like a vapid wasteland of like just people's random bullshit thoughts and like say the same graphics or like YouTube thumbnails <laughs> that they would put somewhere. And – I just had this memory of like my first encounter with social media and thinking about the promise of social media. One of the first lectures I taught when I was teaching at the law school where I taught back in like 2010, 2011, 2012 was around the role, and this is going to make sense, <laughs> the role that social media was playing in like Arab Spring and how that was going to change activism and how that was going to change like how it was going to liberate people who were under dictatorship to be able to communicate with one another in these like new and different ways to organize, to protest, to like come together, to create change. And so that was my initial association with social media and what drew me into like studying it and trying to understand it and having opinions on it. And I still think a lot of that, there's a lot of also garbage on Twitter, just to be clear. Like I also see that, but I also see still those like world-changing conversations happening. And when I look at threads or Instagram or to some extent Facebook, if I'm looking at the feed, which I don't, I just see garbage. I still just see garbage. <laughs> and I don't know like why that's so different. But I mean, part of it I think is because like governments and journalists are on Twitter. Like they're not hanging out on those other places. Like People who are like conventional thought leaders and activists are hanging out on Twitter for whatever reason, maybe because it was first in this way, you know, it just built itself up as that. And so there's real important groundbreaking announcements and conversations happening there. <laughs> and they're not, I'm sorry to say, like my prediction is that will never happen on threads. A, because Meta is hostile. <laughs> to journalists and the truth 
and easily pushed around by governments, I think. I mean, that's sort of become clear in interviews that Mark Zuckerberg has recently given. And I think that at least according to what Elon Musk is saying after taking Twitter over from Jack Dorsey is that he's not going to be pushed around as much. I think he still is going to have some issues in Europe. And so like for me, if I'm going to spend time somewhere, I want it to be important. Like I have other things to do. And so I don't want to hear people saying like, oh, that smoothie was so good. Like I just don't care. I don't need to see like whatever random small, like I don't like being in in crowds of people where I have to engage in small talk. And it's like an entire place where all that happens is small talk. And so like, that is the problem. Like I don't, I mean, I don't want anything to do with zero. Like, like here's, I'm just scrolling through and here's what I see. So packing for a trip to Nashville and to mix work and play, what's something you always forget to pack? You know, it's like that stuff back in my going to trust the universe to bring me all the magic era. Like it does not advance me. And like, if I need to zone out or relax and just do nothing, I will put on a great little, you know, Netflix show or dive into a book or just be silent in my garden or something like that. That is what is restorative. But this is just, I don't know, like chit chat for the sake of chit chatting. Like there's no point to it at all. It's kind of like TikTok. But, but at like, least right. there's entertainment I mean, that's, that's with TikTok. Like one could argue. Yeah, yeah. TikTok is way more entertaining. Yes. You're right. It's worse because at least with TikTok, you can laugh. Like there's lots of things to laugh at and silliness and jokes and people pranking people and stuff. Yeah. And this is just, it's just like, you know what it is. Do you guys have home goods in Canada? Do you know what I'm talking about? There's this like store that's like, it gets discount furniture oh, and like yeah, yeah, paintings yeah. Yes. and like things like that. It's like one of those places where it just like gets kind of the overstock or whatever of that stuff. And there's like those generic printed words on can like fake canvas and wood. It's like an entire online community of home goods. That's what it feels like to me. It's just, it's just like, again, garbage. <laughs> and so, I mean, you know what? Maybe it won't be, but I also just think you know, Zuck lacks, like with Facebook was really cool. I mean, it was sort of a ripoff of like Friendster and MySpace, but, but like it, it was pretty cool for a while. It was pretty groundbreaking. Like a lot of connection happened. A lot of families were able to stay in touch and stuff because that existed. But like these other platforms are literally just like, he's like ripping off other technology. Like Reels is ripping off TikTok and Threads is ripping off Twitter. We're technologists. Like we have a tech company where we were kind of super innovative and first to market with something. And we've seen all the people rip us off. So I also just have like a little bit of a like F you, just think of your own damn thing. Like, just why are you copying something else? Like, you're just gross. So I have an article up that was written today. So apparently that there's 110 million accounts that have been created on threads. And that's less than a week at the time of this recording. And it says on Twitter that it has about 450 million monthly users. But I think like those numbers are super deceptive because everyone just went and grabbed their handle and took a look. They're not actually going to keep using it. Because it's not a new platform. It's just an extension of an existing platform. You're all fired up about your business until you have to go and market it, talk about it, promote it. 
All of that feels so heavy, hard, and overwhelming. We know that your business will flourish when you become comfortable promoting your work. And for that reason, we created Visible, a program that helps women amplify their voice in a world that tries to keep them quiet. Build an audience around your body of work and not just your body. So forget everything you've been taught about marketing. Visible is your fastest route to building an audience of raving fans that can turn into paying clients. And side bonus, you can ignore trend alerts on Instagram. Join Visible today at joinvisible.co. There's people who are like, I don't like Elon Musk and I don't like, I don't Twitter. My people aren't there and I get it, but just like, the value, like no one technology person is like perfect. Well, no, we, that's right. We, we are, (laughs) maybe we are, we are a little perfect, but like you can like criticize Zuck and you can criticize Elon and like, I'm watching Elon on Twitter as I know you are. And he's a little bit of an ass. He's like a 12 year old boy. Always been an ass. We've done other podcasts. The fact he's an ass. He's an ass. But there's no person that you're going to like all aspects of. That's what I want to say. Like, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Like, everybody has good and bad. But w- with the good of Twitter, and there's so many people who are saying, like, they're off Twitter because of what it's become. I just, like, I appreciate so much the work that Elon has done to make this a free speech, like, public place. And I did not realize how much I appreciate that, how much I value that until I started really comparing the two the two platforms. And so if I'm going to have some minutes and I'm going to go and look at things of like who's saying what in the world, I choose Twitter 100% of the time because of the content. And yes, there's garbage. And yes, there's a few ads. And yes, there's some nonsense, of course. But in there, there are some jewels that, and I'm also experiencing real, as I screenshot to you yesterday, some real conversation with people I don't know about our last podcast that has never, ever, ever happened on Instagram, not once. Yeah. I mean, I think the closest that's happened is like people post a story that they're listening to an episode and we like reshare it sometimes. I mean, I just, again, like vapid. I mean, grateful for those interactions, but like that is the extent that the conversation actually happens, which is not really a conversation. And so to me, I guess I just will say too, I also have largely abandoned the mainstream media. I'm fo- really following what's happening again, with around free speech and, you know, certain journalists really getting heavily censored and leaving major newspapers and magazines that I used to read every day and have largely, they've like gone and created their own websites and platforms, but they're like publishing and announcing things on Twitter. Like that's where you find the news now. And so I think that's the other thing for me is like, yeah, like I don't even think of it like as a social network as much personally, the way I use it as like, that's just actually where I go get information to go then read the news and to have like an informed civilization and society. Like we have to have a place where we can go see what's happening. And I mean, again, going back to my earlier point, that was what I was seeing play out with Arab Spring in like 2010, 2011, which was like, that is where the world found out what was going on. I mean, it was like people showing, like talking about they're in, you know, a square, like, and there's people, you know, being arrested or getting killed around bread. You saw it on Twitter before you ever read a news story. You read a firsthand account. I think that there's something really, again, like technology is a double-edged sword. There's lots of like really negative things as technology explodes. There's also really beautiful things. And those are the kinds of things that are beautiful. So like, let's 
Like, let's focus on those sometimes. That's what I see happening on Twitter. And I also will say, I personally have not been active, very active. I'm just starting to, to play around as like a public active person on Twitter. But behind the scenes, like in the last three years, I was DMing all kinds of people on Twitter and like, like having real life conversations and meaningful things that then went offline. And so I, I think that, like you said, you're having real conversations with people about our work. Like if you want to talk to a journalist or a politician or like you can do that on Twitter, like you can interact directly with that person. That doesn't happen any other place. So like that's sure as hell not happening on Instagram or threads. Oh my God. I just think it's interesting for each of the listeners to think about, I'm sure most of them have grabbed their handle and like, we always have to ask why, like, why am I going to be on here? Because everyone else is doing it because it's the thing. And I think about Instagram, like as an online business owner and having to market my own programs or offerings, what I have to do, like stories and I have to do reels and then I have to like do threads. If it were me by myself, I would just choose one thing as we teach in our programs, like choose one thing and just go at it. But just to add this other layer on top of an Instagram where I just, it makes zero sense to me. And it's not Twitter. And it's just because it's removed the graphics. Well, people are uploading them anyway, but like they're still still there. It's the quality of what is said that is missing and why we are choosing not not to go there. I'm just going to say, like when you are spending time on any of these platforms, just try to be curious about who you're working for. Are you working for yourself and your business or are you working for the company where you're like creating content for? And I just think that's something to check in with yourself about on like a regular basis. Is this serving me or is this serving some other interest or set of interests? And like that is a question in our lives that we need to constantly ask ourselves regardless of what we're doing. (laughs) Like, is me wanting to go on a cruise, I'm just making this up, is that me or am I being programmed to want that because it's serving someone else's interest? Like every advertisement, like everything you do, people are constantly trying to manipulate you. That's like what our society is. Like, that's just the truth. So if you're spending time staring at a screen, doing something, someone wanted you to do that for a reason. I just, just question it. Just be introspective about it. In Threads, there are no ads. They say there will no yet not be right. There will not be ads until there's one billion users, I believe. Yes, around a billion users. So anyway, it's just kind of an interesting. Yeah, there will be for sure. I mean, I can say a lot of things about this, but I think it's I think we've said enough. Like we're not fans. And you know what? I hope it works for some people. If you're listening and you're like super excited about it and you see a path for how that's gonna help you in your business or bring you great joy, by all means use this tool. You know, use whatever works for you. But we have thought quite a bit about it and we will not at this point be using it. Absolutely. Okay. We're gonna go into joy and hustle. All right. What's the I joy? have the joy. I'm super excited. So I was given an early birthday present and it's called a trug. Do you know what a trug is? No. A no. trug is like, it's like one of those old school baskets. It's like got bottom is wood and it's like really shallow and you would like put your carrots from the garden and then like hook it on your yeah, arm. Yeah, okay, That's okay, a trug. Okay. So okay. this is a trug. It's from Lee Valley, which I don't think you guys have in the US, but I found it on Amazon and it's this, it's German. So the company is, let me just get it. It's Koziol, like K-O-Z-I-O-L. It's dot D-E as in Deutsch. 
it is this like recycled plastic truck and I'm going to use it at the garden that I have at the farm and for all my bee supplies going back and forth in the city. The thing is, it's just like this really great sort of tote that is designed really, really smart. So number one, it's all recycled. Anything from Germany, I think is or Denmark is super, super cool, but it's like structured and plastic and hard and I can put things in it. So now I find myself using it back and forth from the condo. I need the link. Here, I'll give you the, I'll give you, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I use it like every single day to come back and forth to the condo because I put my computer and my food and my per, like it's just the right size. It has really smart handles it doesn't look that impressive on the picture, but it's just like I haven't stopped using it for like a week. I've only I had it for a week. Look, I am going. But we have this really great company called Lee Valley here, which does like oh, a. Oh, 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 it's like a bog bag. Okay, for all the Americans, it's literally a bog bag. That's bog what she's talking bag. about. It's way cheaper though than a bog bag. It's exactly like what bog a bog the bag. shoes. The boots? Yeah. Look up bog bags. Oh, this one's it's the way exact nicer. same shape. Oh. Bog bags are like they're like a hundred bucks though. Look yeah, this was bag. in Canada it was thirty-five dollars. Thirty-five dollars uh-huh. Canadian at Lee Valley. Bog bags are like, yeah, depending on the color, they're like ninety bucks or something. Oh my god. Yeah, those are very expensive. Oh, two hundred and twenty. They're so heavy though. I don't have one. I know that these are all the rage in the Peloton Moms Facebook group, but they have been for like two years. And everyone uses them to go to the beach. If you go to the beach in the United States, you're just going to see like, or the pool, a sea of bog bags. And they're very heavy. Like I've looked at them in the store and like just by themselves, they are like extremely heavy. So I was like, eh, I don't want to, once you put drinks and like towels and. Okay. Well, the German version is not heavy. It's quite, quite good. Quite good. So anyway. I like the design of this German one, the cozy all one better. But anyway, it's just like my favorite thing. It's changed my life, this little bag. All right, hustle. The hustle. And we may have done this hustle before, but I'm going to do it again because I have a newfound love for my loop earplugs. And I just want to say for all of my fellow sisters dealing with long COVID, my life has changed in the last couple months because I have learned that when I'm having a vertigo episode or my vision goes and I'm, or I'm having one of my weird neurological issues related to long COVID, I put the damn earplugs in and it all goes away. And so it's like a weird- like Instantly? Ner- like instantly. Like instantly, like I'm fine. And so loop earplugs, I have the ones that like you can still hear everything. So it's like safe when I'm driving and whatever. And I can hear everybody talking to me, but it like it stops whatever was overstimulating. And it's weird because I don't have ear issues. <laughs> like I have vision issues. And so it's so confusing to me that why does putting those earplugs in fix my vision? But it does. And so if anyone is having any kind of like weird, and I know we have a number of clients that also have long COVID because people have shared their stories with me. So I'm sure a lot of our listeners have like no, you know, 30% of the population we think has this now. Um, if you have any kind of weird neurological post COVID <laughs> situation going, I just recommend you try something like this. Cause I lost like two years, not knowing this where I was constantly like dealing with these symptoms and it's, they're just literally gone when I, I just pop them in and it just, I went into target to get school supplies with my kiddo on Friday. And I started to feel like the room turning upside down and flipping around <laughs> like the vertigo. I just grabbed them out of my bag, stuck them in my ears and I was instantly fine. 
And like for someone like me who was used to being a normal human functioning in the world and now I have to deal with like constant waves of vertigo and weird vision problems to have something that's like $20 that I can stick in my ears and all of a sudden I'm functional again is like a miracle. We even like went out to lunch after that, which like normally if I'm going to like one of those big stores, I'm not okay really the rest of the day. And so that's fine. We went out to lunch, sat there. We both were reading books while like they, we waited for them to bring us our food. It was like a magical life-changing experience. So for $20, if you have any need for silence or quiet or just taking the edge off or you're dealing with any of this like vertigo neurological stuff, loop earplugs for the win. Amazing. All right. Okay. Thanks, Jenny. Okay. That is it for today, folks. We will see you next time. Thank you, Sandy. Bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Marvelous. Marvelous helps you build and grow your own courses, memberships, and live streamed programs. Go from idea to open for business in just minutes. If you're looking for a simple, beautiful, custom branded platform to build and grow your online business, you can learn more at heymarvelous.com.